0: Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, number 165. I'm your host, David Palermo. This podcast is brought to you by NumbBillsFan.com. If you don't already, get to numbillsfan.com to get everything numbills Fan. If you want to support the Etsy store, get on to the Etsy store, the Numb Fan Etsy store. Buy a shirt. There's new memorabilia going up there as we speak. Just taking some pictures, got to list it. Some listings I slipped up and forgot to relist. Therefore, new stuff coming soon. And you can always find all of our content on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We'll all link you back to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. And don't forget, brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports. And we are the podcast that covers the Bills behalf of of Punch Drunk Sports. So three comedians, Ari Shafir, Jason Tebow, and Sam Tripoli. And Sam Tripoli is a wizard with podcasts. I love his podcast. The latest one I'm really into is called Tinfoil Hat Podcast. It's really awesome. Uh if you don't already listen to Punch Drunk Sports, you're missing out if you like good sports coverage. Ari Shafir has a special on Netflix called Double Negative. Great dude. Um you know uh we'll get into it later, but my friend Jeff Knight is on the line as you saw in the title and him and I went out to see Ari Shafir years back and I still believe that he's the best comedian I've ever personally seen. And he you know, he was nice enough to personalize the CD he autographed for me saying uh pretty much fuck the fuck the TSA, which is cool. And uh don't you giggle back there, Jeffrey. Um sorry,
1: he personalized my record too. What like did he say? there is? Uh so to Jeff, you're my uh soft A N word.
0: Okay. So, so
1: <laughs> So he kept it
0: he kept it he kept it soft. Yeah. So yeah, Ari's awesome. I love his comedy. And uh and lastly Jason Tebow. I mean, come on, the T we had him on previewing Atlanta and uh the Bills. And no matter what, he will always be on that podcast with Punch Drunk Sports. He's always the host, he's a big Deal with Direct TV's Red Zone Channel. He is Andrew Siciliano's ear, so all the information goes to in. him. Mean, he has an in on a lot of things. So, as much as they might have dick jokes and whatever the hell and just really cut it really raw and real, they have a general good idea about what's going on. So, as always, check them out, and if you don't already follow Grandstand Sports Network, that's a network that got me myself and I on the sidelines, in training camp, which is pretty cool to have a good perspective so this podcast right now is uh finally getting started and for me it was a big uh it was a big feat for myself because i had a video go viral is that technically it jeff would it be viral if it was posted on nfl network with lt talking over it and i, I, I think so
1: yeah. i still gotta see this i guess i still gotta see this video
0: oh you haven't even seen it Well, I think I saw the one that you posted,
1: but I didn't see it, like, with, like, LT, you know, with LT, with LT and, you know, talking about, talking about it.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I, I, Joe Larkin actually sent that in, you know, so, it's, uh, you know, Joe Larkin sent that in to the DM, so shout out to him, um, and then somebody else sent me a link to SB Nation. I forgot his name. Sorry, bud. And Joel Thompson actually shot me something with Yahoo taking the, the the clip. And it was just it's just so so like surreal. I had to get pictures for the moment. You know, I just there was a time where I'm like, Am I gonna be that lazy? Yeah, my gloves are wet. Yeah, life sucks. But like am I gonna be too lazy to take out my phone and, and you know, tell somebody else's kids. I have no kids. Tell somebody else's kids, like how cool that was. Are people really gonna give yeah, a shit?
1: I take I take a picture myself.
0: Where you went? to. No, 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 no. I so don't do selfies. <laughs> let's talk about the prep. I'm gonna dive in. Um, so I had this amazing discovery in my closet the other day. And this podcast, just saying, if you're looking for an X's and O's podcast, I have Kevin Misery coming up. He was going to be on with us last week. Uh, we couldn't link up, but tomorrow or Wednesday, we will be together and we're going to break down whatever analytics you think you could pull from a snow game, I guess. Uh, I mean, there's coaching decisions to talk about, which we'll dive into. So the way this show is going to work out today is here's the format is I'm going to talk through the day of getting prepped. Jeff's going to talk as well interject. And we had a very interesting day with interesting friends um, the whole way, just getting ready for the game, having it be in Rochester, having it be nice, and then getting stuck at five 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 twenty A. Uh, Randy, the parking god, wasn't there, but Wolverine let us park there. Shout out to Wolverine, and uh, you know he let us out. And yes, I'm saying Wolverine because he does Wolverine at Comic Con because he's the truth. And uh, so he helped snowball us out and get us out of there, and he you know, we got stuck in the driveway. It was, we'll get into all that. And we had a long drive home. I actually took the throughway, which was really clear, but 219 was a disaster and had no clue how bad it really was. Kind of figured, ah, oh, these are Buffalo fans. This is it. And, uh, you know, for our friend Paul to have an offshoot comment in the video that even by Buffalo standards, this is pretty damn awful. Essentially. Uh, it was crazy. And so to start off my day, the other day, it starts off a few days back. I'm, like, looking for some stuff. I found some extra Bill's gear in a closet, and I was like, wait, I have snowmobile, like, gear. Like, I have, like, snowmobile pants that I bought at a snowmobile show, and I have a uh, snowboarding jacket and snowboarding boots, brand new 32s that I bought. and had, like, heat shrink to my feet, and I forgot that, like, four years ago, Jeff, I bought a snowmobile and <laughs> sold it. And it was like a mint snowmobile too. It was a a Rev. Listed as like a Rev 550, but I think those are secretly like higher, um, you know. So, bigger engine displacement than what they advertise for insurance reasons. So, um, you know, it was a good sled to have. Very clean. And for you nuts out there with machines, there was like no trailer salt on it. And it was such a nice sled. And I got it for a good ass deal. But it was such a nice sled that I could just not. Open trailer. It. I had to get in a closed shower or the thing's going to be just ruined. So I'm like, okay, screw that. Well, last year I did, I froze my ass off at the Cleveland Browns game and at the Dolphins game. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's not happening this year. It's not happening. And then I opened my closet and just as quickly as I felt like relieved to see the snowmobile gear, I felt just as stupid that I forgot I had it. And I came prepared. I came in that prep. I had my overpriced $40 Bills gloves I bought, the Under Armour ones I was going to wear. Those got soaked. Um. So, before all that stuff got soaked, everybody, you know, I'm all prepped. Tim Avery comes over. He comes over a little bit early. And uh, we shoot the skinny for a bit. Him and his lovely lady drove out uh, together, followed us up. And uh, we had a good drive up. wasn't too bad. You know, even the driveway going up wasn't bad. But, uh, so... Jeff, how was your drive to my house? How was the van ride? Did you under prepare, overdress? Like, what did you think leaving the house? Like, what were your expectations?
1: Well, I thought I thought the game was gonna you know start snowing in like the second you know the second half. So, I kind of you know I got my long underwear on. I I just wore jeans, um, jeans, long underwear, you know flannel socks, boots, and then I just layered up. I had like uh, a long sleeve, a hoodie. Uh, I had to, I had to rock the JP, the truth lost Jersey, never had a fair chance. Um, and then the card hard jacket with your crowbar hat, which I think I left in your van. So I'd like to borrow that one more time this year. Maybe, um, Oh,
0: yeah, by, so I, I, by the way, speaking of leaving stuff in the van, uh, Dean allegedly left his wallet somewhere in my van. <laughs> Dude, I, I, he got so banged up at the end, at the end of that
1: game, on the, on the, on the car ride home
0: we'll get into dean for a teaser later because it's like the only way i can get through the dean is to threaten his life and i hate it you know what i mean like i I have tried to cause physical harm to him before so it's like we have a track record and by the end of it we're hugging each other love your brother your girl's driving right yeah she's driving okay good now get the fuck out of here you know but um no all right so what were you saying something about a car ride
1: Oh, yeah. So, you know, layered up. Um, I'm usually the first one there at your house. It was, I guess Tim Avery is more punctual than me. So, yeah, I got there, um, talked to shoot the shit with Tim for a little bit. Then he said he had to go to get gas at Hess and then uh, talked to you for a little bit. And then uh, so, soon after, I think Jake showed, Jake and Paul showed up around the same time. And then Dean maybe two minutes after them. We, we all got there pretty close to when we wanted to go.
0: And so we had our friend Jake Shortcom. And Jake's a good dude, man. I like Jake. Um, really funny. And because last game, funny story, last game I took him and Anthony Hayward. And if you know Anthony, let's talk about MC. You know, ask him he's famous and he'll tell you. And uh, he's like, it's a hilarious car ride when he's involved. Like, just hilarious. So Jake lost his season ticket card from the the, the, the lot behind the field house all the way to the gate and he called me like 10 times a few a few games ago and i'm like dude i'll be there i'll be there you know we were rolling in late i'm leaving rochester late and uh i'm sort sure he never lost a card he was just so like annihilated and you can tell when he's annihilated because his face is like so like cherry red it's so cute and uh <laughs> he's like blasted so i'm like dude man like check it like i really don't drink much i don't really like to drink and he's like you know i'm like He's like, you know, maybe it's in my wallet. And I go, okay. So we open up his wallet, and there's a season ticket card. And then then (laughs) Hayward loses the card. And we're sitting there and and sitting. Can you believe Jake, man? Can you believe Jake? You know, during the whole game. Can you believe Jake, like, almost lost that card? Oh, my God, dude. I don't know how he loses it in, like, a quarter of a mile walk. I really, not even. Like, how does this happen? You know, like, I did not understand, right? So then you got Sloth, and... You know, Paul, I should say Sloth. Paul, I, was, I have in my phone a Sloth. So, yeah, Paul, you know, if anybody knows Paul. Paul, Wheatley, we the, the self-proclaimed boss. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, uh... No, he's, again, just as good as Evan Hayward. Just very entertaining. In fact, they used to your roommates. And, uh... It's a fun fact. And they had a rap crew called Neon King Kong. Don't ask about the name, but they had sweet jerks, So, um... Look, great crew rolling up. Couldn't wait. Paul's always entertaining. Um, you know, you and I were shooting a skinny about some stuff. So we had a great time. Dean was there with his babysitter, a.k.a. his girlfriend. And, uh, you know, cookies were passed around that Stephanie brought. And th- Yo, Stephanie can cook, man. Like, the
1: cookies are dope. And then we went to Dean's house for that one game that Chili was mad good, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she knows how to steal my heart. And because then it's like, you know, then I feel like bad when later I have to mentally abuse Dean to get any results out of him. And I had to tell her like in the van when nobody's in there, like, sorry, I had to like talk to Dean like he's a piece of shit, but sometimes he is a piece of shit. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, when it's fitting <sighs> anyway, so we roll into this game. We have a pleasant drive. We park, go see our boy Riley at the tailgate. And then we're walking in and, uh, you know, well, when did it start snowing? Because I feel like it was,
1: it was pretty much clear all the way till we got to the our, the Randy the parking god's house, and then I feel like even even the walk to the the mud lot I feel like it wasn't that bad yet.
0: Right, right, and, and you know I was almost wondering if maybe I overkilled it, wearing that someone will be off it a little bit. I was kind of thinking oh, maybe, no, and guys, I'm like, I, I'm not risking it um so okay so it i don't know i think it really started I, I felt like we just like walked i felt like the stadium was like the center of the storm like that was yeah, like, like we, we were walking, walking into the to the, a storm
1: and you couldn't yeah when we were walking to the stadium you really couldn't see it until you were literally like right on top of it
0: right and we skedaddled past a bunch of people um right in line got through got through the layers, and then they were giving away scarves. And this is where Paul and I were together, and we got separated from you, because uh, I had to go to the ticket box again. So yeah. um, it was so funny, because I do the thing with where whenever they give shit away, I go get, like, three of them, because I'll, like, go to yeah, one guy, then- go to somebody else. Because I don't feel bad. Fuck that, man. $85 a ticket times three, and I'm, like, already losing, like, a 100 something dollars, because I'm telling my friends, like, hey, man, you want to come? Well, I'm not paying 85 bucks yeah. when we're getting sold for 18 I go, donate what you can. Just fucking come you know like that's where i'm at with these tickets and it's like no nah, man i'm getting my damn made in china goddamn scarves that have kaleida health sponsor now there you go Collida yeah, health
1: those scars will become uh, pretty crucial later on in this whole story too it's a little foreshadowing
0: yeah so stay tuned if you're thirty six into this so uh <laughs> real cliffhanger um but no, I'm getting mine. And Paul actually got the night. The guy's like, no, you only have one. And I was like, he saw one hanging out of his pocket. It's like, you know, I would bet you the owners would be like, yo, give that guy a damn freaking scarf, okay? And, uh, you know, so I lost track of you, but I'll tell you what I did up until the first Bills drive. Um, I walk in, I end up going to the bathroom or something, and lose Paul, kind of refill my coffee or my mug. I brought my mug in and i got it filled up and i ended up just taking my time putting my ski mask on like we were walking in and i brought a ski mask and by the time we were walking up on the ramp i was telling paul i'm like you know i have this sort of ski mask thing that almost looks like the dude from uh futurama the, the metal guy i forgot his name I'm drawing a blank right now and bender. uh yes yes it looks like bender and you know, I got that Bills one, it has Bills in it, and and I look like I got the bender hat on, or just my eyes are coming through, right? Like uh or X-Men Cyclops type look, you know. And uh so my eyes are just coming out and it's got like the nice little channel and you know, you got your mouth and stuff uh open too, I guess, so not really like cyclops, I guess I'm wrong. Anyways, if you're still following along with this dumb story. I was walking on telling Paul, I'm like Man, good thing I have my ski mask that's meant for blizzards in my pocket right now because I'm saving it in case it gets any worse. So I decided I'm going to stand there in front of this spot that I got the coffee, and I'm going to really dress up because my scarf, my first scarf was already soaked. My gloves were already soaked by the time we walked in. Somehow from that walk, all of our shit was soaked, dude. Yeah. And then... I went to the stand and I thought I was ready to go to buy new gloves and this dude was taking forever and I like literally missed a timeout 10 I did not get into the stadium until the Colts got the rock and it, it was it might have been after that actually so you know by the time I got out there I was proud I'm like screw this man I am not Buffalo winner is not winning dude and I fucking came prop, man I didn't lose I did not lose. I walked in with my Nike ACG boots, and I had my my unwalkable at the time, which I walked out in them, uh, ski boots, snowboard boots, because they're like really stiff. Yeah, you brought two. You brought an extra pair of boots with you. Mm-hmm. I know. Smart play, man. Yeah, man. I shit. Just so I wore those prepared. snowboard boots. I was warm as a bitch. That's sad. Uh, I had to keep drinking warm fluids which caused mad peas, which another cliffhanger. <laughs> so where were you the first quarter? How did how'd your walk in go? How was your experience?
1: Um well we were all at the the tailgate. We we did our, you know, pregame shotgun. Me Dean, uh Jake did it, I think Sloth did Sloth did it, and then uh Glenn did it also. And then I go over to P. Oh, first of all, shout out to Casey and Colton. They also did it. We saw them. Um yeah, then and, I went to go pee. Gotch. Oh yeah, yeah. Um then I went to go pee and I turned around, everybody's gone. So I, <laughs> I started walking hard and uh I see Dean and Steph and I you know I kind of like run to catch up with them and then we um usually when we, you know it's probably like twelve thirty, that is a pain in the ass to get in, but a lot of people, you know, didn't come out. So we got in pretty quick. I got my scarf. 1 p. and then I actually got to the seats um, right around the time, right before the national anthem. Um, didn't take the hat off this time. It was too too big of a hassle to put it back on. Uh, so I was actually, you know, I saw most of, most of the well, try to see most of the game. Um, the first wasn't really visible.
0: Yeah, it was uh, horrendous. That's when I got most of my early photography before I had to put the thing away. I mean, yeah, my I mean, my, my game, screen was soaked at- on the front.
1: The game itself wasn't that memorable, except for a few key moments. But like the whole experience, so I don't think there's been a, a game like this snowy since the last time we played the Colts. And uh, I actually had season tickets that year too, but I uh, I pussed out that game and didn't go. So it was kind of it was cool to experience a, a super crazy snowy game like this.
0: That's true. And that year I was going to a lot of games, and that one I was like, I'm not gonna go. Um, I decided Cause that that, yeah. that year I probably went to like six, and I. Just maybe at least five. And I said,
1: I wish I went because you know uh, uh, that was probably the I, I never got to see Peyton Manning play, and we actually beat him that game. So
0: true, true. Okay. Um. So, first quarter. I mean, game wise, you know, uh, you know, uh, what the hell's our kicker's name what was on New England? Uh, Van Terry. Yeah, that dude. He missed his kick and uh i'll be honest you know the bills hit a nice think play drive right out the gate and uh that
1: kick looked ugly
0: too uh, it was it was super wobbly nothing in the air there was probable and one thing i don't understand is this okay it's super like oh yeah they can't bring um they can't bring the snow plow on the field or they can't use the thingy to take out the the spinny wheel Brush real because last time they did it, the Steelers game, they took out all the black pallets, right? I still mm. think they should have a grass goddamn field with metal coils underneath it. Like, stop. Let's get real here. It's not, I don't know. Well, it's maintenance. Well, too bad. I mean, these players are getting hurt on these surfaces that are not natural. Um. So, anyways, that's another story. Look at it. They have snowblower or, or guys with these echo. I know the brand from doing landscaping with these echo blowers on their back, right? And it's the backpack blower, and they're blowing off the yard lines and the sidelines, and or whatever lines you can get, as you saw. And I'm thinking in my head, like, I know very well Home Depot's return policy. And if you're not <laughs> satisfied with the fucking product, you can return it. And there have been many things I have not been satisfied that I've returned. And I might have known a guy, not in this conversation, that – for like a consecutive three falls to rent a leaf blower and return it. Until they bought a <laughs> vacuum that has a detachable leaf blower <laughs> made by rigid.
1: Uh, that's a so right, there.
0: right. And you know, and you get your three hundred bucks back, right? Well, never mind that the Pagulas have billions. Why the fuck wouldn't you make being a hockey owner too, a mighty duck flying V? right with like 10 dudes and you have like 10 20 30 40 they would each cover about a yard okay so like one guy per yard so you would need 120 people no 140 people to execute this right there's plenty of people in the stadium I'm sure there's enough Home Depots to give you some goddamn leaf blowers and you continuously just blow it to the sidelines or, up, you know what I'm saying? Like where it's like wide enough where you have a leader and then the next guy kind of keeps pushing it. You follow what I'm saying here? It's like, mm-hmm. I think it can be done. All right. I think it carry out a goddamn American flag. All right. Get that many people. But with leaf blowers. <laughs> I'm dead fucking serious. Yeah, just I mean, start somebody <laughs> on to fifty, and just hit one big triangle from end to end. Just blow this fucking shit somewhere.
1: Like, well, you is know what, it you that know hard? The problem is, the problem is though the U.S. Army pays the NFL to play, to play you know bring out that giant American flag. So you need like Toro or whatever company with the leaf blower company to sponsor
0: the NFL for get the, to get your system to work. I'm just saying, if you uh, return this shit to Home Depot. Put in a special order and be like, yeah, not satisfied. My bad. <laughs> Just returning 100 leaf blowers. Oh, goddamn, you give them weight to, the, to the fucking people who need them. How about, hey, how about this? We have a bunch of money, yeah? We need 140 leaf blowers that are 300 bucks a pot. Because they're the backpack blowers, right? Okay. Well, uh, how about you give me a deal and we get them for, like, 240. Sounds good. And then... What do you do? You got to pay people to use them. They're going to freeze their ass off. You give them the goddamn leaf blower. And then you write it off. It's a business expense. And then you still get like 30% off. So what are we talking here? You're 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 getting free labor out of this shit. And even if you pay them 25 bucks an hour, which is equivalent to 50 hours a week to $50,000 a year, 40 hours, I should say, 50 weeks a year, 50 grand a year. Easy math, right? 25 an hour. So they stand there. They get a ticket to the game and uh they get to use a sleep blower thing and take it home to mom and dad or to their own house with their family. And it costs you like a hundred bucks. So for I am easily like not that much money on a hundred times a hundred bucks, that's not really that bad, dude. That's what I'm saying. The Logistics, man. My TVs are still broke, dude. You ever notice that you go to the one stand by the secret bathroom? and there's three TVs, and two of them are broke, and you've had all year to fix this shit? <laughs> yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And, like, whose bright idea is it to have the sugar outside? Like, come on here. Can we have a bigger, sugar, like, coffee stand? I'm sorry I don't drink alcohol. I don't want to be an arrogant asshole. I'd rather talk it out on a podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that we could broadcast the thousands instead of fucking one. And that's myself, you know? So, dude, drunk thoughts, man, those are the worst. Anyway, so first quarter goes by. Really, you know, Bill's doing their Bill's thing. Uh, there was one drive in this game, by the way, where I'm going to get in with Kevin. LeSean McCoy has, like, two very long runs and then Tolbert comes in, and the drive just sucks. I was like, don't you not get that LeSean McCoy knows how to get skinny in certain situations or is actually getting traction in the snow? And then fast forward to Tolbert just knocking someone over, like, ooh, and then he fumbles a rock, and then we don't see him. So, I mean, what were your thoughts on the Tolbert?
1: Well, honestly, I don't even remember that play happening until I, I just watched the highlights. So I may have been in the bathroom, but, like, it's typical drive killer Jones fashion. You know, the first time he actually gets like a run that's more than 5 yards, of course he's going to fumble it. I don't understand why like they put so much faith in this guy when we have a Hall of Fame running backer and the two the two guys or two backup running backs before him were way better and we decided to cut one of them or cut both of them. But
0: dude, I'm telling I, you man, like this I, I, last podcast you listen to and we and, and I talk coaching decisions. And uh, this was another glaring goddamn game where coaching decisions came in. And and honestly, man, the thing I'm worried about with this guy and any new coaches, they don't realize what they're stepping into in Buffalo. They do not realize that, hey, guess what, stupid? We've seen this before. We've seen guys got rosters. We've seen guys come in and talk this culture bullshit. And the latest thing the bills are on, no disrespect, is talking faith faith-based man they had daryl strawberry in there and he's talking about faith and this is you know i get that dude i get that that's neat okay and that's positive i get it but like these are grown fucking men they have a job to do they need to be encouraged when you want to put in Nathan Peterman, whether that's a call from you or the top, when the Bills are in playoff position and you got vets like Kyle Williams and Eric Woods in, in, in that locker room that you gotta look in the face and tell them this is a good decision and the kid falls on his face and you as a coach, you guys are supposed to know a lot more than we do.
1: Yeah, And we're 5-4 and four at the time. We're, it's not like the, the season's over, we're we would have, at that time we were in the playoffs, yeah, you know.
0: and, and when when called on Tolbert, you know what he said, McDermott, a few weeks ago? He goes, You know, and we're we're very capable. We 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 know what Tolbert brings. We're very capable of uh knowing, you know. We know You he's know very capable. I haven't
1: we haven't seen this here. We saw it with Jonathan Jonathan Williams and he was effective.
0: We saw it with Tavares Cadet, who's primarily a route running receiver. And he makes it happen. We're seeing LaShawn McCoy make it happen. If you listen to Eric Wood very great interview. And by the way, uh, I don't know if you agree with this, Jeff. Actually, you do. Chauvin Bulldog nailed it post-game show on the way home. They're
1: growing on me, man. I used to hate them, but uh, dude. I, think, I think I think I like how they uh, – I mean – They're a more mature – no, no they're, they're, they're for
0: like the next level sports fan, I think, where it's like, all right, dude, we've seen this before. What are you doing different? What are you showing yeah. me? That's – would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, and there's no secret. There's a bunch of dummies that like the Bills. And uh, they they handle them very nicely, <laughs> so I, I, I it's, it's almost worth listening to just for the ego crush.
0: Jeff has been waiting, audience out there, for months, and it's like so ironic that I even do a Bills podcast with Deacon before Jeff. Honestly, it's just weird how it worked out, but like, uh, you know, crazy enough, Jeff just. I love talking to you. And you couldn't wait to come on a while back so you could crush the fans. And um, there really are some stupid-ass people. And, you know, people might harass me that I don't interact with, with people that much on social media. And it's like, this is my way to interact. If you really have something good to say, get a hold of me. I will gladly have you on there. Like because it's worked out we've had james Borum from indy james from indy come on and kid gives a better breakdown than, than most people i know and he came in prepared breaking down the Bengals game you know uh i think that's what it was no carolina um and you know then i have my friend jamie cried on who's at the game in la it's like china's just trying to get like a real perspective of what's going on and um on a side note jeff uh, i went to the thurman thomas charity event friday and it was like really rad. Kyle Williams was there, I believe. Yeah, Nick O'Leary was definitely there because I saw yeah, his you name. Blew it. I blew it. I was gonna, I was gonna ask Nick O'Leary. I could not. I, I didn't even take a picture of Thurman Thomas. Dude, like I just put myself there, and I was like, you know, Jim Cowie showed up. I guess Tasker showed up. I think I don't know. I don't think I saw him, but I wasn't really looking. Uh, but great food. Uh, Patty Thomas had a did a killer job. Um like, really setting that up. And, and don't worry. I'll get back into the game. But uh, on a side note for that that Town charity event, I didn't know what to do. So, I bought the two tickets, made a donation on uh, the website when I purchased the tickets. And then I got uh, a gift card to Toys R Us for the kids because it's a family first, doing it for the kids kind of thing. Um and yeah 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 so check this out you'll love this i think i might have told you this but so i didn't know what to do i've never gone to one of these functions and i had a reminder email from patty about hey here's your tickets yada 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 okay sick so like i've never had any interactions with her before but i said hey i was gonna actually send you a message anyways um I- about what to wear but i was also sent like an extra ticket i don't need anybody to go and i don't need a refund that's fine but it accidentally purchased three tickets but um so anyways i get there and i get this i didn't know like that i'm not supposed to put anything in a card so i had like this toys or us card inside of like a car with puppies pretty much saying like happy holidays and uh i get to the card slot to put it in the box and it's like only like credit card size wide like a little bit bigger you know and i'm like fuck so i started like bending this card and i started bending it like the wrong way you know what i'm saying like because i think i might have almost folded a card in half like the actual plastic toys R Us gift card in half <laughs> so i immediately stopped caught myself and twisted the other way and shoved it in there and then on the way out i told him i might have been Thomas's kids that' like helping out i don't really know i think so uh, I think it was his son, maybe. And because I was like, when I got there, I'm like, hey, I don't know how this works. We're like, yeah, we don't know either. We were just told to show up. I'm like, cool. <laughs> like, but then on the way out, I, I was like, hey, man, tell whoever's in charge. Sorry about this card. Don't be no trouble. I just, you know, I don't know what to do with this. So, um, you know, I had a good time. It was really laid back. Uh, they had some cool giveaways and raffles. It was great seeing all the memorabilia that was for, out uh, for auction. I got to get the pictures up on Instagram. Oh, and yeah. Uh, it was cool, it was really laid back But it's one of those but, things where I don't want to Approach Nick O'Leary And let him know That I've been hammering the table for Raw Dog You're Like like really <laughs> If I was going to hammer just like Like a nice just that Dude,
1: hurt. He could have changed his Twitter handle to Raw Dog Or Leary after that conversation
0: and I don't know man, we'll he seems know. like a classy Gentleman, you know his grandfather's a golfer The best ever and it's like I don't know, you know. He's been raised with some class, dude. Like he might not have been raised in like odd goddamn corner of Lyle and State Street and Lake Ave, <laughs> like I was. Like I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like I don't think you know. I don't think we. Right, well. so I'm more. I might be more of a hard ballbuster, but then again, maybe, maybe he he is a ballbuster. I just don't know. I just it's really hard for me to, to like be a dopey asshole and try to take myself serious at the same time.
1: Yeah, I, I, I see where you're going, but you know, it's common. It's common, man. Yourself with uh, if you if you ever see Mike Tolbert, you'll redeem yourself. if You just call him Drive Killer Jones.
0: I'll tell you what, man. After he made that hit, you and I are like, all right, all right. This is Mike's game, baby. This is Mike's game. So let's pick up right from there. So Tolbert fumbles the ball, uh, actually. So well, that's in the third. We didn't even talk about the second. Oh that? yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nate Peterman, not a bad job. LaShawn McCoy, love LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy, you just hand in the rock. He will just make it happen. He'll figure it out. He'll just yeah, he figure it, it was out. He hit
1: it like a buck sixty or a buck 50, you know, buck fifty, buck sixty. And I I thought it was way less than that. But it, I mean, he did he he busted that one you know the two big ones. But he's uh, know, it, surprised, it surprised me when I when I saw that he got hundred fifty yards.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. He went for 156 on 32 carries, 4.9. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah most that's the most carries in his career, so that's that's part of
0: it. So. Yeah, long of 25. They gave him that run. I thought it was a long of 24. But, uh, you know, Nate Peterman, I gotta say, 5 for time, 57 yards, um, one touchdown. Hey, him throwing the ball, I gotta say, Nate Peterman didn't fall on his face for, you know, he didn't really throw many times. He wasn't in long. But, uh, Hey, I, I like what I saw for Peterman. I'll give him credit. He was throwing a very nice ball when he saw the replay, especially. He was throwing a very nice ball with some good spiral in those conditions, like for real. And, uh, you know, what a work of art in front of our section right there uh, in front of 331. There is just – you just see Calvin Benjamin just reach out for the ball on the sidelines a couple times and a touchdown. Well, it
1: seemed like it was the, two, the, same, the same play almost, right? Yeah, Both the sideline and then in the
0: end yep, zone. Yep, and I believe that actually came when I think that was the same drive. I could look it up. Where I think that was the same drive actually, where uh, that I was talking about, where Tolbert came in and it just kind of like killed the drive off of Lashawn McCoy's nice, you know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, nice runs. Yeah. So, yeah, Lashawn McCoy. Up the middle to Buffalo 20 for no gain. Uh, Sean McCoy, right tackle, push out of bounds at the 43 for 23 yards. Um, Then he ran for another 25 yards. And then Tolbert uh, runs for three yards. And then says Nate Peterman spiked the ball, stopped the clock. Okay. And then we got a nice pass to... Calvin Benjamin, which is beautiful. And that was, I mean, right on the Indianapolis 8, 21 yards. And, you know, you get to see Calvin Benjamin stretch out for a ball that's something since I've been a season ticket holder, there hasn't been a receiver that I've seen like really. I mean, Sammy Watkins, I will say, Sammy Watkins is very impressive. But, like, the length of the receiver is what I'm talking about. We're like, uh, wh- he yeah, is we're, so we're, we're beautiful the way he goes stretches up.
1: Too with, when he keeps his toes in also, you
0: know? Maybe it's just I haven't seen anybody in Buffalo of that stature. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, he is just so fucking long. He is, like – and you know what? I take that back. Charles Clay does a nice extension, too, but, like – his style is just like a work of art like he gets his feet in like he's just like another day at the office dude like he's just putting cream and sugar in his coffee you know it's just like and for Nate Peterman to throw that there I don't know if Tyrod would you know I gotta say I don't know if he would and I'm just glad the Bills came out of this you know so um you know so you get the touchdown. Great throw by Peterman, I Calvin Benjamin. What, what were your thoughts on Benjamin in that transaction before we get to the third and the Tolbert fumble?
1: Oh, I mean, I was uh, for the the Benjamin thing. I was super pumped because I, I I thought it was one of those games where it's going six three. I mean, it kind of was, but I didn't I, I didn't even think we were going to score <laughs> just the way things were going. But then we had those two nice passes on the sidelines. Um, yeah, so I thought I almost thought seven points at that point might be enough to
0: win. Now, how's so your temperature? How's your temperature? Second quarter. How how are you Second feeling? Second
1: quarter. I, I'm still okay. I, I I'm still okay. Are you still it's, drinking uh,
0: beer, or did you decide no, to go to else? I, I, I,
1: no, dude. You know me. I'm too cheap to buy a nine dollar beer. Okay. I I drink my beer beforehand, and then my one shotgun, and then I'm you know I'm
0: done. Okay. Okay. So. So halftime, and then I see you in the third quarter at some point. I yeah, think we watched uh, a Tolbert fumble together, didn't we?
1: I don't. I don't remember it. I, I don't uh, remember that play That's right. That's right.
0: I, I, I. I forgot. I had this conversation with you about two minutes ago.
1: Yeah. I. I don't know, dude. Um.
0: Third. Well, I. got, I got a text from Sloth too. In the. Um- yeah, Sloth bailed like halfway through the first quarter. I get him on camera. Him on camera goes viral, pretty much saying, which I should just find it, which I'll not find right now. Um, pretty much saying like. This weather is ridiculous for even Buffalo standards with an F-bomb somewhere in there, which I don't know how I phrase it. I'm not going to do justice. I'm not going to try. And then he, like, gets up and goes to the bathroom or something, and then he says, like, his side of the story, which we could have called him, but my battery's running low, so another time. um, His side of the story was, like, he went out to go pee and then get a beer or something. And he like, three beers, I feel like. Well, he did, but, like... He ran into people he knew and started watching it on the TV. And then, like, he says he was there, like, all the way through the third. And he's like, but yo, I'm like leaving.
1: He, he, texted, he texted around. I, I, I feel like he texted around the halftime and saying, let's go. And then my phone died. So, I. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I went down to sit with you.
0: Uh-huh. And I saw Dean. And in yeah. in the bathroom and he brought up a good point and his face is all like red and he's unprepared. Like he's sitting there, dude, in like a long sleeve like sweatshirt with a jersey on. I'm like, are you it's yeah, well, it's yeah. on Instagram. What is his problem? Dean, what are you doing?
1: Well, you know, Dave, the Art and the Giant was the eighth wonder of the world. Then there's this kid Dave Tessie, he's the ninth wonder of the world. I think Dean is the tenth wonder of the world.
0: He's 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 a savage. Dude, he's like Gumby. Like, you just can't. <laughs> just like He just bends all over the place, and like he's so malleable in life. He gets you know, by.
1: He didn't tell me. I, I didn't realize he went back to the van. I kind of just assumed it after a while, but I don't remember him telling me when he was leaving. Well, he got but back he, to
0: the van. He,
1: I, I feel like he left at halftime.
0: Yeah, I saw him in the, in, at halftime in the bathroom. He's like, oh, I'm out of here. It's so one thing for me to sit through this and freeze it down. I'm like, my girl I shouldn't. And Steph was, Steph was struggling too. Yeah. And I, you know, she came with the snickerdoodles cookies and some other goodness cookies. And, you know, thank you. So, uh won my heart with that. Uh, so, anyways, get through this a little quicker for us here. So, Dean leaves, Paul bounces. He was eating nachos the whole way, still soggy and still eating them <laughs> as he got to the van that was properly being warmed up by Dean and stuff, Nice. I don't know what they did in there before. Don't want to know. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> are you done can i carry on
1: sorry
0: <laughs> don't die on me so i have it in my notes here i love to say it in my notes it sounds so pro uh yeah tober fumble like absolutely stupid absolutely stupid and then uh you know you showed up around i think after that maybe maybe i flagged you down maybe it was after the bathroom i flagged you down, well, I did flag I, you I, you down. yeah
1: as i told you i told you that Paul was leaving, and I asked you what what the plan was, and he said, "You're staying. So I mean, you're the ride. So I'm not. Obviously, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna stick around. I only. I I was just scared that you guys were gonna all be at the van and just waiting for me. So then I went pee, and then I came back, and that's when the kind of when I started getting really fucking cold, because uh, you know, all all that snow melts, and then my pants were soaked, my jacket was literally frozen. I had my hands in like a like a fist. It was my gloves, and the fingers of the gloves were all frozen. Oh, it was bad.
0: Yeah, your jacket ended up just like freezing hard. I have a picture of it in my phone. Yeah. Um. So, as far as the game went, uh, Webb threw an interception with a minute 16 left, and. Uh,
1: well, can we can we can, we, can we talk about um, Trey White real quick?
0: Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay,
1: I, I know we, we everyone
0: keeps talking about like the bill,
1: you know, bringing culture to the bills. And I'm not talking about like, it's not like, I feel like he, he's not like, it's not like the bullshit that, uh, McDermott says, like, I feel like he gets Buffalo man. Cause he's like dancing and like, I'm like dead. I, I, I'm not feeling this game at all. And he starts dancing and trying to get the crowd going. And it kind of gave me a second life for a little bit. So I, I love this kid, man. It's a pleasure watching him play. And, uh, I just I think he gets it. I think he I think he likes playing here, and he, he could be one of those. Uh, I don't want to you know jinx him or put the Maluka on it, but he could be one of those like Freddie Jackson types that just embraces the city and the city loves I, him. I
0: I can't agree more, man. That kid had so much energy. The team was f- having fun out there, loose, and then you hear you know you see Trey White the whole time, and they're getting his head rocked. You know I was stoked to hear that the hood is gonna go at the Gronk. I am stoked. Go fuck him up. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck. Like, seriously. You know, because that dude disrespected Buffalo. Yeah. And for Trey White to come out and embrace the city after a dude disrespected his own hometown to hit in their first round draft pick like that, way after the play, his eyes get all big. If that's what Roy Rage does, then, I mean, I think somebody needs to be drug tested. So, um, it's like, man, that kid, he really does get it. And, I will say, um, you know, I want to talk about that long ass drive that the Colts had, and they didn't get away with the rub route again on their first touchdown. Okay, so or their only touchdown, I should say. And I will say, you know, I really was hoping that for once they would play like some press man of some sort in the snow and just jam these guys somehow, um, because. They're giving away cushions on, on on important third downs and two fourth downs to convert for that touchdown drive Yeah. that, like, I'm like, dude, they got to switch out of this cover. And, and it looked like they were playing some cover three, but they're playing so far off the ball that it's not Trey Watt's fault or somebody else, but, like, it's a different game. If you're backpedaled, which uh, the players were saying, Deontay Thompson said it was, like, playing in, in, in sand – how are you going to react to make the tackle when you give a guy that much cushion? Because he ain't going to yeah. be able to move just as much as you. And if you get your hands on him and the refs are very lax this game about that stuff, um, I, I just uh, again, the coaching almost ruined this game. And that's before yeah. we even talk about the punt.
1: They are killing us with screens, weren't they, I feel like when they finally just started throwing the ball a little bit, that's when they actually moved the, started moving the They chain. were
0: just like short passes, and they were all like passes into the flat. And that's all on a zone defense what you're going to get. And for them not to switch out of it was just absolutely incredible to me. Um, and, you know, I'm sure I'll talk about it with Kevin, and maybe he can correct me. Um, But it's, it's just really annoying that the coaching decisions, then you get to overtime and let's just talk about that, man. He like was just, you no, no,
1: about- know, we, we can't talk about overtime yet. When we still have to talk about that timeout, that waste of timeout that we used. Oh yeah. 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 Talk about it. Okay. So they're driving down and I think I want to say there's like a minute 13 left. They're driving. Indy calls a timeout. We have two timeouts left. I think they're kind of deciding if they wanted to maybe it was they're deciding they want to go for the two point conversion or they wanted to go for the, um, the, uh, the extra point. I right. can't, I can't remember, but, uh, so Indy calls a timeout and then we call immediately call a timeout after that. Yeah. So what happens if they, I mean, luckily there's a offensive pass interference on the two point conversion. What if that, what if, what if that was good? You know, what if it was good? So we'd be down eight-seven and have one timeout left with like a minute, you know, minute fifteen, minute thirteen left, instead of two timeouts. It, it made no sense.
0: I think they're right over their head.
1: Yeah, I feel. Like he, I feel like he faked the funk to get to get where he is right now, and like slowly, slowly, you know, with team, team climbed up the ladder, and now he's doesn't know what to do. We have an offensive coordinator that's garbage. I mean, I feel like the only. The saving grace of our team was probably Leslie Fla- Leslie Frazier. Is
0: it though? Because the defensive calls, which I was just shredding, Like I'm telling you.
1: Yeah, I'm was, telling you, man. Plus the end of the game, but you know we we only gave up <sighs> s- seven points, dude. Right? At
0: least with Racks, I can, you can get me on board with injuries. You can get me on board with the Aaron Williams tanked the Bills defensively, okay? Uh, because we see what g- c- good safety play does on this Bills team, and and I'll tell you, man. Um. You know, defensively, if you look at the points, they did fine. Okay, they did fine. Just that one drive. That one drive yeah. where it's like, guys. And crunch time, <laughs> Really, like, you got to really look at this. And and then for, you know, we're watching this game and we're just calling timeouts a timeout. We're like, guys, can you get this over with? And, you know, they make that two-point conversion. And I'm, like, swearing up and down. I can't effing believe this. How are they going to go out on the field with a minute X left? And, uh, you know, I'm, you know, like – or uh, Mike Soup Dog, Scott's Scott Campbell's dead there he's like, Tommy, hold on, shut up. And he's going to be the wave because we listen to Murph and Kels on the radio and then we hear, Oh shoot, they're getting the flag because of the rub route. You know, the pick route, the pick plate yeah, they got so, away with so before. That, that
1: went from like me thinking we're gonna lose the game, now they have to take a forty two yard extra point. Like they might there's a good chance he's gonna miss this and we might win the game that way. So that was a crazy little roller coaster there.
0: Oh it was it was awful. And then using the I excuse my verb I had to pee really bad so I wasn't thinking right and I go Joe Webb throws the interception I'm like well that's it boys I'm out that's it that's it and and I just got up and I'm like after this and uh well, we followed you and you followed I went pee and then I like felt so bad I'm like yo man I gotta watch this game I I gotta watch this game I can't like we're this far. And you trooped it out with me, and we stood in the tunnel. And, that's uh, when I
1: think it got really cold too. I don't know, maybe that like just the—that's where the wind was going. But I feel like I got even colder in there.
0: Hmm. Which should not made sense because I thought it was warmer. But I think what happens is when we sit in one spot, you know, we kind of get the—you know—you get used to your little nester, man. You got no leaks of air. Um. Uh, but you know what happens is that snow builds up, and we're just progressively getting soaked. Like even the brand new bills goes I bought—they uh, got soaked.
1: Yeah, you tried to give them to me, and they were like, why am I not dealing
0: with this? No, those were my first pair. The second pair I had were soaked, too. I mean, it it was... I mean, people were just just soaked. uh, Literally, like, four inches on people's heads. Like, I had to shake you down a few times. And so, McDermott punts on his own 41. And you and I are like... You know, it's not like the, the in-game experience is very similar to playing a live. When you're at the stadium, it's very similar. If you're a musician, to playing a live show, which is like when you're the band, you don't hear what's what the crowd hears. It's it's very quiet on stage. It can be, believe it or not, like very quiet, and you might not hear everything, right? So for us as fans, shit, the the, the scoreboard froze up for the fantasy leaders. I hate that I can't see what the Billsteads are the whole time. I don't care. About anything but really the bill stats and everything else, you know, like I need bill stats. I want you to get bills' damn game. I want to see bill stats on the jumbo. like, is that rocket science? I don't care about Drew Brees and his fantasy points. I need to see somewhere bill stats. I want to see what's going on. I want to do my calculations, do all this stuff outside of the game to get into Sunday. And I, you know, so the game is totally different. But I, I go to you, dude, is he really punting from there? We couldn't really see where he was. Like, Dan, that really is on the other side of the 50, huh? Because I, I was like yeah. 10, 20, 30. Like, what, what was going through your head when we were freezing our balls off?
1: Well, it's just a tie doesn't do shit for us. We need, you know, we need to win. At this point, so we need to win. We, I, in, my, in my head, we need to win four out of five. Or, yeah, four out of five. To, to have a chance to make the playoffs. And, uh. Yeah, what are you? What are you? You're playing safe now. I mean, I don't know. It's it just it just didn't make sense.
0: Yeah, it's just again another coach. I just if people didn't listen to it, number one sixty four. Bills coaching points to execute a must win versus Colts. I really did not talk much at all about the game. I mean, I did, but it wasn't like deep. It was more like. If the Bills can get out of their own way, coaching-wise, I think they can win. We've seen this team, we've seen players on this team play better than they have. And I just think that, again, they just get in their own way. Um, and even in this snowy game, a, a, a conservative coach in Pagano, both another defensive guy, almost Jedi mind himself. Pretty much he loses a game for punting the ball back to the Bills. And it's like... What are you doing? You know, just everybody in Buffalo will love you if uh, if you, if you play with heart. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, we forgot to talk about Peterman. Peterman was trying to play with heart, and he did a he dove instead of you know sliding, and got a concussion. So I respect I respect him playing hard, but you got You got to know when to. It was, like, it was like a first down, maybe. You, you got to know when to, to lay, your, you know, lay out like that.
0: No, I feel you. It's... Especially
1: it's, with Tyrod Hurt, you know. So we give Joe Webb a special teamer. <laughs> who's your backup?
0: No, exactly. And, and you know what? Joe Webb didn't play bad. He made plays. Deontay Thompson with a great grab. Yeah. Uh, he had a
1: couple good sneaks, too. I feel like they should have just kept doing, like, option plays. So he, he, he seemed to be able to move the ball a little bit when when they were doing that
0: so anyways that like literally have three percent on this battery here um let's bulldoze through this so we survived we freaking like froze our asses off we see the kick we are so or uh yeah we see the shady mccoy run that touchdown and we're after that nice Deontay thompson catch and we were just flipping out of all people to get the rock my favorite player LaShawn mccoy to get that ball i've been a fan of his forever and um I mean, what a feeling! We survived it. We walked out. We stopped at the tailgate to get the backpack for Dean. We saw well, Riley. Uh,
1: you gave, You gave me the uh, the scarf gloves.
0: Yep, I gave you the scarf gloves, which was yeah, to save was the a day.
1: Coming full circle with the scarves. Yeah, it's my my gloves are soaked, and I just wrapped up uh, wrapped up my each hand with a scarf, and
0: I took two scarves and I put them in my hoodie uh, little hand warmer thing. And so they were hopefully toasty for you. Wow, um, it, was, it was great. Crucial, a crucial catch, we would say. A crucial play. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, so we walk back, and then there's Dean, and I back up, and immediately just as I'm about to go off the driveway, Dean goes, after this other guy got stuck at the driveway, oh, we're going to be stuck now, too. And here I go, slide off the driveway, and I go, Dean, not fucking now. And I just start losing it, and I get stuck, and then I... Yeah, but-
1: How nice was that warm, that that van, because Dean warmed it up because he was there for, like, a whole half of football? Yeah, well,
0: he could have, like, maybe (laughs) if he saw Tim Avery get stuck, maybe he could have been a little more proactive about the situation. Uh, Because Tim got stuck, I guess, in the driveway, too. Yeah. So, uh. There was
1: a truck stuck in there, too, when we got there, also.
0: Yeah. So, essentially, dude. Uh. You know, Dean actually saved the day because he's like, hey, why don't we get two guys to push in the front? Because we got stuck in the driveway, in the driveway, on the driveway, and come to find out my tires in the van aren't as good as I thought in the back. And uh, I did a little burnout tomorrow with the tires, and I took my ice pick, which I carried to scrape drywall drips off the floor. I took my ice pick to the driveway at the end so I would have some traction on the way out so I didn't slide. But all in all, thank you to uh, the Wolverine guy. I forgot his name. Yeah, Wolverine, but
1: Wolverine helped out big time
0: killer dude awesome guy man great family they let me in to go to the bathroom uh earlier so the the, the,
1: the, were they not they not letting people park there they just l- made a special uh special rule for us because we're uh the number one customer
0: uh i i guess we're number one now but yeah pretty much like they weren't even going to open up shop so Thank you to your driveway. Dean, sorry I had to pretty much threaten you and just be like, dude, are you going to be a piece of shit? Man? You know, whatever. You know, sorry I had to chew him out a little bit. But we got results because then he saved the play with some great engineering moves. And sometimes, man, when that that, that Keystone Light and Jenny that kicks in, <laughs> um, you know, it just hits this different frequency for Dean that nobody knows. <laughs> Jeff, anything Is else it, it, on it,
1: this? uh. No, I mean, it's it's about Dean. It's always funny, you know, in the front seat because they're always in the way back and we're in the front, mm-hmm. usually. And uh, you just hear stuff and you go, Dean, stop! Because he just keeps going
0: because he's an animal. Yeah, he, he really is, man. I, I love him to death. He feels like a and family feel, member.
1: Yeah, I feel sorry for anyone who sits in front of him because that is the loudest kid I've ever seen in a game.
0: Dude, take him. I'm thinking, like, man, it will be great to sit with all you guys. Nope. Have Jeff the Handler up there with him. Fuck that. He tries <laughs> to come down and like, I'll be like, Dean, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Get out of here. But All right, dude. I really got to wrap up. Um, hell of a drive. Hell of a game. Hell of a win. The punt almost blew it. We'll get into the coaching shit more with uh, Kevin Masiri But like, Jeff, we've seen too many Bills games go the wrong way. And I think these coaches really... If you have heart and you're honest, the fan base will love you. But if you're gonna have all this coach speak, that's gonna wear off, and people involved are gonna call you on your bullshit. Do you not agree with that?
1: Yeah, no, I, I, it's it's. I think it's gonna starting now, and I don't, I don't want a new. I mean, I, I don't want to go through a new coaching process where they do the same fucking shit every time and get rid of players, get you know, clean house. I want some consistency, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sold on this is the right guy.
0: Um, yeah, especially from like, what I, they show us. I mean, honestly, dude,
1: and it's—I—I I told you this uh, on Sunday, and I kind of want Marone back. It's, oh. it's weird. I mean, not—not not Nathaniel Hackett, but maybe Marone.
0: <laughs> dude, I know we were looking at each other in the tunnel, and we're like, dude, I miss Marone. I'm like, yeah, I never thought I would say that, but like, maybe he was right. And again, it's like reevaluating Marone. Like, he would have had Fitzpatrick here. That's what Nathaniel Hackett said. Okay. And you would have had Stevie Johnson back. So you have that commissary. You would have had Fred Jackson back as Spiller. You have, you know, those four guys would have gone to the coach and said, hey, man, this ain't going to work. You know what I mean? Like they try to do here. And maybe the offense would have picked up. I said, you know, Whaley does. No, we're going to get our franchise guy because of Knicks. And, you know, that front office debacle. And not for nothing. The reason we don't want coaching changes in Buffalo is because we don't want the same shit to keep happening. Rinse, repeat, and here we go. Now, this time, we actually got all the talent that we had. Now, I'm concerned because these guys are playing okay. I mean, Sammy Watkins at seven touchdowns. Darius has only played, I guess, 29 snaps, Tasker said, but like in Jacksonville. But, you know, Murph brought up the argument that, like, he's playing good. So, it's like, you know, you it just... I mean, come on. Like, I don't trust these guys with my next quarterback. I don't trust these guys with my two high first-round draft picks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, or maybe sucks. they're well, not high, but first-round picks, you know?
1: Well, we have two of them. I mean, we got I, – I just – the whole Whaley thing, I I think he got the raw deal, and I I, I thought he was a
0: Oh, we need a guy great. who's good with the media. Oh, really? Well, it sounds like the people you have that handle the media don't understand Buffalo. You know, or, or, you know what I mean? Like, they don't – They don't understand Buffalo. And dude, it is what it is, man. I I wish McDermott the best because I I think he has a good heart head on. At the same time, I don't know because he just denies everything and it's like he's burying people or something. You know, he doesn't talk. It's like he's great at not talking.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, we, we got Miami next. Miami's putting a beat down on the the Patriots last time I checked. It was like 27 to like
0: 7 or something like that. Maybe Good. 13? Lay out the blueprint, baby. I uh, don't know,
1: man. I kind of want the Patriots to win their next two games so we might get their B squad.
0: Dude, I might lose you any minute, but we were talking playoffs, and they are technically, so if I lose you, Jeff, I'll just wrap this up. Well, cool. um, we were arguing that pretty much, you know, I want Kansas City to lose, and I want the Chargers because they won to win out against the Bills, you know, I want them to win a division to cause, like, a gap because if they end up with similar records due to tiebreakers, I don't want the Chargers to be going against us in the wild card. I guess is the easiest way to explain it. Yeah. So, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you there, but I, the, just rooting for an NF, uh, AFC team against an NFC team was, didn't make sense to me.
0: True, true. I I, I know, I, I, and I agree. I, I, I get what you're saying. Um... Okay, it's
1: tough too. because so I mean the freaking Ravens—they got the freaking Browns and the and the Forty Niners and the Bengals. So there's a good chance the Ravens are going to win their last
0: three games. I I hope so, they do, man. And, and that team is like, it's you awful. Did what? Are you there?
1: You hope the Ravens win their next three games?
0: No, I'm saying like, I, I I don't know what to think out of that team for the next three games. The Ravens because they're very—they almost beat Pittsburgh last night. Ben Roethlisberger. Thank you. That's the yeah, only time seriously. you ever hear that from me, Ravelisberger. So, all right, Jeff, I really got to wrap this up. I all love right,
1: you. Uh, good to you. Love you, too. All
0: right. Follow. Where, where are you? Full circle attack everywhere? Is that it?
1: Yeah, something like
0: that. Okay. Sure. Instagram is probably the way to go. Facebook. Yeah, Jeff just, just,
1: just find the, the post that he tags me in or the, the Instagram picture that he cut me out of.
0: Whatever. That was an accident. So I have two <laughs> pictures of the same, but one has Jeff, one doesn't, from leaving the driveway before we go to Buffalo and die. It's pretty cool. <laughs> but uh yeah, so Jeff, thank you, man. Yeah. Hell of a time. We survived and this has been the uh Discovery Channels I Survived.
1: Yeah. We'll see you. Uh, see you next Sunday.
0: The Bills Blizzard. All right, Jeff, thanks, man.
1: Yeah, dude. Good talking. See to you definitely
0: later. Peace. All right, so that's the ever-powerful Jeff Knight. I love Jeff. He's great. Uh dear friend of mine. We bonded over podcasting after, uh, you know, pretty much New York hardcore bands. So Jeff Knight and I go way back, and uh, pretty cool that over pretty much, you know, Death Squad, Joe Rogan podcast stuff, we, we became tighter because of our perspectives, and... uh Jeff's a pretty legit dude, honestly. He's got his stuff together. And a uh, good objective sounding board in your life. So, Jeff, thanks for being on, man. Um, as always, follow along. Numbillsfan.com has all of our content. Make sure you follow Grandstand Sports Network. Trying to get the network more follows on Instagram Twitter. Okay? And uh, shoot them a follow. Some good podcasts, lockdown podcasts. Kevin Maseri from Lockdown Bills comes on, and uh, I love having him come on, and he'll be on soon. So tune in for that if you want more of an analytical, again, more of an analytical breakdown here. Um, lastly, punchrunksports.com. Follow them along at Punch Run on Twitter. Subscribe to their podcast. And I'm your host, David Palermo. Thank you for listening and following along. And to the people who saw the Instagram, just tune in for the first time. Thank you so much. Uh, Really cool to see the video hit different spots. I never thought that would happen. So, you know, really follow along. If you want some good content, really WGR, I think, nailed it. Um, Chauvin Bulldog crushed your postgame. I thought Howard and Jeremy's talking points and the coaches were, were very on point. Um. And you get to hear the players like Eric Wood and Deontay Thompson talking to, you know, some interviews on WGR. If you check out their app, or they have RSS feeds as well. And there's one called Bills and Football, and that usually, you know, for Bills and Football shows up. So all those shows have RSS feeds. If you subscribe to the podcast, there you can also subscribe to them. So as I ssss my way out of here, uh, follow along, Numb Bills fan everywhere. See yeah